what's everybody? This is Brandon Barnes, host of the Resimply podcast, where we are helping investors close more deals with less software. Today, I'm excited. We have a very special guest, not only just a amazing person and investor, but also the founder and creator of Resimply. Sharon, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good, Brandon. Uh, really, really good, man. Super excited to yep. do this call with you. Yeah, man, it's been a long time coming. The story and journey of, of Resimply, I've seen it, not since inception, but but not long after. And uh, it's been, it's remarkable kind of what you've done, you know, in the past five, six, seven years, something like that. Yeah, it's been a fun ride, man. Yeah, so Sharad, where are you currently located and where are you doing real estate out of right now? Yeah, so right now, as of March 1st, I live in right outside Toronto, Canada, but if you're listening to it after July of 2023, I will be in Carlsbad, San Diego area. But uh, yeah, I live in Toronto, Canada, right outside Toronto, Canada, invest in Northwest Indiana, uh, right outside of Chicago. Uh, I used to live in downtown Chicago, so that's why I picked the Northwest Indiana market about 30 to 45 minutes outside of Chicago. I started out buying rental properties, and then from there I started doing fix and flip, some wholesale, but now primarily what we do is fix and flip. We do about 20, 25 deals a year. We've done about over seven, 750 deals, but now, you know, with recently taking a lot of my time, I do about 20, 25 deals. For my house flipping business, primarily we sell to other investors as a turnkey property, or we put them on MLS to sell to homeowners. Nice. That's uh, it's, it's nice to talk to a owner of a company who is still actively doing real estate. You hear, you hear lots of stuff about people selling or teaching things and, and not actually still investing in it. You were just telling me before we started, you had what, eight or nine projects getting ready to start, you know, or under contract to purchase. So that's awesome. Yeah, we have two projects going on, nine under contract, but at least we'll close on eight. One we haven't inspected yet. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been fun. I mean, I, I, I love real estate investing. Uh, that's kind of how the whole recently journey started with me being a real estate investor. So I would not have it any other way. I just always want to keep flipping houses, uh, not as actively involved, but you know, still want to keep flipping houses for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. awesome. And we'll talk a little bit about your real estate in the beginning, and then we'll get into, you know, I'm sure, uh, what people want to hear more about is Resimply. But in the beginning, what got you started? Because you're from Chicago, right? Born and raised in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can tell from my accent. <laughs> what got you into real estate investing? You know, in Chicago when you lived there. Yeah, for anybody who got confused, I am not born and raised in Chicago. <laughs> born and raised in India. I went to school in New York, then moved to Chicago. You know, I didn't want to throw anybody off. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound like a Chicago accent. You know, he's got a hint of New York accent. <laughs> No, so I moved to Chicago for my job after I finished my schooling in New York. And, you know, I was, I was a CPA doing tax stuff, but wanted to invest in real estate on the side. So I bought my first two-unit property in August 2010. So I bought a bunch of rental properties, uh, still own them, started flipping houses. And then in August 2015, my wife, she got a job in Carlsbad, San Diego, and weather doesn't suck there. So we decided to move. And... Um, I still had this, you know, investing business that I was doing, you know, 40, 50 deals a year. And then when I moved to uh, San Diego area, I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to look for a software that is going to help me kind of organize my business. You know, I can just basically go in and have my marketing team be there, have my project management team, my VAs do, you know, just log in and do everything. So I started looking at 
for software options. I didn't see anything at that. This is like 2015, 16, basically everybody was using Podio. I, I just didn't like the look and feel of it. You know, just, it was great in terms of you could integrate, but just, I didn't like the idea of buying the software and then having to integrate all these platforms. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to create something for myself, very specific to what I do in my business. So that's kind of when I created recently, used it for a couple of years for myself, you know, with a very basic function. And then I was part of, uh, a mastermind where Brandon and I met and, you know, just kind of do my hot seat presentation on what I'm doing in my business. I would share the screenshots and kind of the platform that I'm using. And then that's where like 2019 is when, you know, we kind of started opening it up for other investors. And then since then it kind of grew into what it is now. Yeah. I love it. Like everybody on my team from my cold caller to my lead manager, my acquisition manager, my project manager, my bookkeeper accountant, everybody's on the same platform. Uh, just makes running my business much, much simpler. That was the whole idea. Like that's why we named the company Be Simply, that it had to be something simple to use. Like everything that we did, it had to be simple to use when it just, somebody logged in, it just made sense kind of what we were trying to do. Gotcha. So that was a lot. So let's, let's chunk that up for a second. I don't want to gloss over, you built a software for your you to use yourself in your own business. It was ReSimply yep. designed, like when you first thought about it, you moved to Carlsberg, Carlsbad, which I've been there. I had lunch with you. It's beautiful out there. Indian yeah. food was excellent. Was your first thought like, hey, I'm going to build something for myself or something maybe it could be used for other people later on down the road? I think primarily it was for myself with the idea of, okay, if nobody else uses it, if I get value out of it, it'll be worth it just for myself, the investment that I'm doing, you know, in terms of how it's gonna systemize my business. That was the primary intention. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of when you build a product or, you know, even when you're flipping a house, you know, you have this finished product and you do an open house or, you know, the software uh, where you kind of start op opening up the beta version for other people you're always a little bit anxious and nervous that it's kind of like your baby, you know, at that point. And then you're taking your baby out for the first walk into the world or having people, you know, come and look at your baby. You don't want anybody to say, oh, your baby is ugly. You know, so it's always like afraid of that. We all know if the baby's ugly though. We, we all know it, we just don't say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was my biggest fear. And, you know, being a little bit of introvert person, I kind of just thought, all right, you know, even if nobody else uses it, based on the investment that I'm doing, I will at least get enough value will it make sense. Uh, but once I started showing it to other people and then they're like, oh, this is great. Can I use it? Can I use it? And then, you know, it just kind of grew to what it is now. It just still feels very surreal. You know, now working with some of the largest companies in, in the country doing, you know, 20, 30, 40 deals a month using ReSimply, just, I never imagined that. Like I always, wanted that, but I never imagined, you know, kind of to where we started from to where we are now and kind of everything that we have on the roadmap, things that we're going to keep developing. It just, yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. I get up every morning, super, super excited about the things that I'm going to work on. That's my drug of choice. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. And as a user myself, like I can tell I've had a recently account for almost four years now and similar to what you said, you know, you'd go to masterminds and share your platform or share 
your numbers and everybody's like, how do you, how do you get that? Right. Podio and, and, and other softwares, you, you never, you could track some things, you could get some reports, but it was really difficult to get anything. And within a couple clicks of a button, I can tell you how many calls we've made, contracts, how much money, it does all the math for me. It's not like, hey, let me pull my calculator out and 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 do all this. And it's it's showed like your passion is showed through it because it, me being a user and, and how it's integrated. You just released 3.0 Saturday. You know, excited to learn. You know, kind of what that next step looks like as well. Um, kind of the evolution of it. it's been amazing. So yeah, man, it's it's exciting. I mean, yeah, I never imagined like everything we're doing would be simply like we would be doing that, like some of the things that we released, like websites, dialer, and like other features. I get like super, super excited. And I think the way we built recently, I think it was very heavily influenced the fact that I was an accountant. You know, if I were not an accountant, I don't think I would have built it the way I have. I mean, if I'd never moved to California, I, I would have never, you know, probably never created recently because I would have just, I would have accepted the chaos that I was in doing all that business, kind of just, you know, using broken system. So just kind of everything aligned for me that I moved to California, I moved away from where I was flipping houses. Then I saw a need, I had a, like a vacuum that I, you know, uh, needed to fill. And then the fact that I was an accountant, the KPI tracking, the data tracking was very important, especially you know, being away from where I was flipping houses, I wanted to make sure, you know, rather than going based on somebody's opinion of how the business was going, I could actually make decisions based on the numbers. So that was a very important part of it. And it's it's exciting that as we're noticing, more and more people are switching over to recently, you know, even for QuickBooks part of it. Like that's, to me, the accountant on me gets very excited about that part. Yeah, the accountant in me gets super excited when, I notice people like switching over from QuickBooks to start using it for bookkeeping. I feel like that's like the last thing that they, they want to trust us with is the financials. But you know, as they kind of like an ecosystem that will build that the more they get into it, the more value they start seeing. And I feel like accounting is the last piece once they like start using they're like, oh, I see the like the total you know, value of everything that we like how everything comes together in the entire system. Yeah. And, and, and one thing that real estate investors, myself included, um, we struggle to make informed financial decisions because we live in such a what's going on right now kind of pace of life. And I know, I know I've gone back and looked at properties and we, we bought it, renovated, it, sold it, sold it for what we thought we were going to sell it for everything feels good. I'm like, oh, this is a great deal. And then I go back and look at the financials and either we didn't make what we thought we made, we broke even or we lost money. And if you don't have something that does that for your flips, for your marketing, you may just continue to do things that feel good. You know, I get the endorphin kick from selling a home and maybe getting money back. And that feels like, oh, I'm making money. In reality, I just got money back. And this helps you from all facets of your business say, okay, is is cold calling making us money? Is right. pay per click? Is uh, direct mail? Um, are are those are, are these things making us money? Which you can easily see through Resimply financials and and everything else. Yeah, I mean sometimes like you know you may spend hundred thousand dollars on marketing in the year, and you make 
you know, let's say, you know, four or five hundred thousand dollars in revenue. And like, hey, this is great. I spent hundred thousand. I made four or five hundred thousand. But the question is, did you really need to spend hundred thousand dollars to make that five hundred? You know, could you have only spent like seventy five and made the same amount of money? So the twenty five that you're spending is actually not making money. It's breaking even. But when you look at it, you know, like aggregate data, maybe it doesn't show you, you know, by every single marketing channel. You might notice, oh, I made money from direct mail, but, or, you know, I made money from PPC, but was there a specific list in direct mail that you made money from? You know, was it like the probate list, absentee list that you made money from and your other list of high equity tax list, you broke even or you actually lost money? When you just look at, oh, I spent 50,000 on direct mail and I made two, 300,000. Yes, but could you have only spent, you know, 10,000 and made the same money and the other 40 was like basically a waste for you? That's that's the stuff that is going to help you make a lot more money in the business. I mean, I would rather make instead of a million dollars in top line revenue where I can just pump my chest and say, hey, look, I did seven figure and only had $50,000 net profit. I would much rather have seven, $800,000 in gross profit, but have a net profit of 250,000 or more have a very lean but very very highly profitable business that's what i want to do like i don't want to i want to look at the bottom number at the end of the day like how much money did i you know walk away with from the business not the gross revenue but the net income right yeah no and that's and that's key especially you know a, a big company one that's maybe spending 20 30 40 thousand dollars a month in marketing and bringing in potentially seven plus figures yeah you know they can withstand or do okay if they spend an extra $20,000 in marketing. I'm not saying they right. want to, but you take somebody like my size where it's just myself and my wife. And if we were to spend $20,000 in the wrong place in marketing or do something like that, it could really cripple our business. And having the ability to look at something every 90 days and say, okay, this is working, this isn't working. Let's tweak it, shut it down prove it is something else. And then I think another cool thing that Resimply has is it's really easy to say, all right, this phone call, I mean, you can get down to nitty gritty, like this phone call costs the company $50. Right. And then you can go to your lead manager or acquisition manager or yourself, whoever's answering your phone. Every time this thing rings, that's 50 bucks. If you yep. don't answer it or don't get to them fast enough or something else is going on, it can, it could potentially be like taking a $50 bill and setting it on fire. Yeah. And I think that analogy for employees helps because they don't, they don't necessarily always see the, the money you're spending in marketing. They hear about it, but then when you can relate, Hey, you got 20 phone calls today. These cost us 50 bucks a phone call. It's a thousand dollars that we spent today just for your phone to ring. Right. Yeah. I agree, man. I mean, like when you think about like real estate investing bits and real estate wholesaling, it's essentially a marketing business, right? You're only in the business as long as you're marketing. And for most investors, marketing is going to be the biggest expense that they have in their business. So if you don't know where the money is going or if you're not being as efficiently as you possibly can, then, you know, you're not doing yourself a favor. You're not running the best business you can. Uh, that's, that's what, you know, we want to do. That's kind of what, you know, the nerd in me gets excited about. Like, you know, running these tests and seeing, okay, you know, was it the direct mail absentee list? Was it, 
you know, like probate list or whatever list that I'm mailing to, like which list is it that is actually making me money? Let's double down on that. Let's cut out all the losers or, you know, the break even list and then just double down on the ones that are actually making me money. And then you have, you know, you, and then you become, you know, you become more profitable. You are spending less time because instead of going through hundred leads to find that one deal, now you only have to go to like 20, 30 leads from that very specific marketing campaign. Like the other 70, 80 that you were get, getting, those were like not even converting into a deal and just makes you way more efficient in your business. It helps you scale from there, just knowing your marketing number. 100%. So I have, I have a question for you and it's a two-part question. Uh, first question is, what is out of all the features that you've built into Resimply, what is one of the features that was the most challenging? And then part two of that is, what is the feature that you were most excited about creating for the public to be able to use? Oh man, that's a tough question. Nobody's asked me that. I mean, the challenging, like maybe the dialer. Yeah, the dialer, I would say, because that, that's something a lot of people wanted to see for a very long time. And like having gone live with it and people using it and like getting really good, you know, feedback from that, it, it, it feels amazing. But yeah, that was, that was challenging because I don't do a lot of cold calling. So like getting close to the release, we had to change some requirement based on, you know, the demos that I did with some people on who do a lot of cold calling and they, you know, they were looking to switch to our system. Uh, we had to do some like last minute change in requirements and my developers didn't like me for that. But I would say, yeah, that was, that, that's the one I can think of was the the most challenging and then the second part was the most exciting i i would say the website as of the release that we've done but there's something else in the pipeline that's going to be coming out in the next four to six months which is just going to take us to the next level actually yeah, I, I would also say the one that we released like you know we call it like speed to lead that that is actually a pretty cool feature I mean, it like immediately connects you with lead in like under a minute as soon as the lead is created from your website, online, Zapier. It just like connects you with the lead and like it could connect you with the lead in 30 seconds if you pick up the call on time. So that's actually a pretty exciting feature um, once people start using it. And they're like, oh, wow, this is pretty amazing. Especially like to go back to your point of you're spending so much money on these leads, especially like PPC lead, paper lead, spending like two, $300 or more on each lead. And imagine if you can connect with that lead within like 30 to 60 seconds of lead coming in. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then a couple of other things we're working on that are going to be coming out next four to six months. I've shared kind of, you know, uh, with a couple of people, uh, and they're, they're, they're pretty excited about what we have in the pipeline. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Yeah. So the dialer, I've heard people since the beginning, you know, when, when's there going to be a dialer? So that's exciting. And now, you know, I see a lot of chatter in the Facebook group and stuff, people asking about it, how to use it. And yeah. So we've had, we've had pretty uh, decent number of people that already started using it. They're getting used to it. I mean, uh, just the fact that it's built in, you don't have to do any integration or anything. Yeah. I, I'm excited about that. I'm having my team start cold calling from, from next week. So kind of excited to do that. Just, you know, previously with the challenge of like using a different platform and then uploading 
you know, pushing and, you know, pushing leads from that dialer into now, none of that. You just, you have all your lists and list stacking, just create a campaign, start dialing and then push it to a lead. Super, super simple. So yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's going to be a good, uh, good lead source for us moving forward. That's amazing. So Sharad, simply how many subscriptions, and again, ballpark, you think Resimply covers for your typical investing business? Uh, I would say you should be able to eliminate like eight to 10 subscriptions easily. You know, list talking, your dialer, driving for dollars, website, CRM, call rail, you know, email platform, your buyers management, your vendors, accounting, task management. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've had people, you know, the review on our website or other places. So you're just saying, hey, I was using eight to 10 different subscriptions now. Now I can just run my entire business within recently. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, at least anybody, you know, that's running a typical investing business, easily eight to 10 subscriptions, and then they can just manage all of that within recently. And it's so easy to add those subscriptions up and not even realize that you have them. Yeah. I mean, you can, you just mentioned, you know, taking your phone number subscription, your task management, your QuickBooks, your money management, your CRM. And they don't seem like big deals because they're one's, you know, 20 bucks, one's 30 bucks, one's 80 bucks. Yeah. And then when you sit down and look at your, your P&L and you realize, hey, I'm spending $1,500 a month, $2,000 a month on multiple subscriptions just so that my team can operate. Isn't that crazy when you think about it? I mean, not just even the money part, but just like the number of software that we have to use, it's it's insane. Like it just follows my mind that for, I mean, it's a, in theory, it's a very simple business. And then having to use like all these different software. I mean, I didn't even talk about like, you can replace eSign. You can, you know, replace, like we don't use Dropbox, Google Drive. It's all built in. It just like organizes and like, you know, maybe like part of me is, the reason why I created it the way I did, I hate logging into multiple software. I, I hate it. Like, I just wanna, it, it's kind of like you're using one phone for calling, an iPhone for calling, and then you're going to your Android phone for checking text messages or emails. You know, it's, it's kind of like that. I mean, it just, and then you can do some sort of integration where a text on Android phone or email would forward, but if something happens to your Android phone, it doesn't forward, then you have to go fix it. It just, to me, I, I never liked that idea. I just wanted to log in, just run my business, just focus on my business, not, you know, I, I wanted to be a real estate investor, not a software developer, not like have to hire software developers to do the integration. So that was like, that was the motivation for me. That was kind of what I wanted in my business. And I thought, you know, I, I can imagine other people will not see value in this, you know, they're just having to log in and run their entire business. And that's kind of the number one thing we hear why people love using we simply It's just, it simplifies their business. They log in, one login, everything is already there. They don't have to like buy all these different subscriptions. Yeah, it, it, it really is as we built. And so what we're trying to do with Resimply in our business my wife has staging is we're trying to figure out how to use her staging business in Resimply, which has been interesting. Like we've, we've, cause we don't wholesale much. So we've used some of like buyer stuff as agents and tasks. 
because because similar like we had to log into seven different things to to run our businesses you know we've all been sitting in a meeting you'd be like all right how do we all right let's log into asana to manage tasks for her stuff or then let's right. log into mailchimp so we can send emails and and so i was i just asked her i was like hey what do you, do you think we could just incorporate what we do this little bit here into our resimply and it's been it's been interesting it's worked um we're slowly learning how to use it as a team but it shows that like it can even take place like mm -hmm. add on some built-in stuff if you if yeah you i mean it, it's funny that you mentioned that like we use like to manage our own recently customers use a different platform we have the same use problem simply. Yeah. yeah like my customer support person said hey can i just use recently to like you know like call text and email the, the users you know because otherwise they're having to log into like multiple software to call, to text, to email, and then just like some of the other simple things, like save any information. It It's not fun. I'm like, yeah, let's actually, why don't we do that? Let's start with like one group of our users that we can start, you know, moving them over our backend users to recently and let's just use it and see how it works out for us. So yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. I mean, we have some you know, I mean, it's primarily for real estate investors, but we have some agents using it. We have like the other day, you know, somebody mentioned that they run a, um, they're a loan officer, they're using it. You know, again, it's not built for, you know, loan officer, but it's built primarily for real estate investors. But of course, you know, people kind of, you know, tweak. They, they just love the idea of like, they, don't, they can just log in and make some tweaks to the system and use it for their business and not have to log into like, they have to use multiple different, um, you know, software in their business. So yeah, it's been, it's been exciting just like having other companies yeah, and use it, it in their business and see the value. Yeah. And it's, and, and if you think about it again, you know, we talk about wholesaling and, you know, fix and flips a little bit different, but wholesaling, it's just a sales and marketing, Yeah, you know, writing phones, doing staging, other than the part of putting furniture in who's called us, who haven't we talked to? So let's yeah, put them in no contact exactly. or contact. Your appointments don't have to be physical. You know, appointment can be a phone call. It can be a Zoom call. Hey, we've right. been on an appointment. Is this person going to work with us? And it just, it, and what's cool, like how we're looking at it from our staging business as we create clients, we simply can tell you, hey, you've done so many properties with this person. You know, same yeah. as a seller. Hey, we exactly. bought 15 months from this person. Okay, right. let's maybe send this person a really nice thank you package, for, you know, or or do something for them. And it allows you to really easily see that. Yeah, man, that's that's honestly like one of the the most exciting things that happen. Like, you know, when we create the future, you know, like we have a certain idea in our mind, like this is how we intend people to use it. Like this is how somebody would want to use it, like go and do these things. And then when people go in and use it like totally different way, like, holy crap, like we didn't even imagine somebody would use it like this. You know, we, we would release something like, okay, this is how we intend people to use it. This is how we think they would use it. And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm using the exact same feature with this or that. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, we didn't even think, you know, there would be a use case for that. Like something similar to what you are saying. And then we have some like a loan officer and like other agents and other uh, people from other construction businesses using the platform. Like, oh, this is this is exciting. Yeah, we, we didn't even imagine that we would have, you know, people outside of real estate investors use it. But then once they use it and they see the value, uh, that tells us like we're onto something. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think I think you are. I think um, I think it's been something fun to watch uh, grow. 
it it really is a special property and it's cool to see it a different mass or not property a special uh business and watch different businesses and masterminds and stuff use it uh, it's been pretty awesome so yeah. let's talk let's switch the topic and talk a little bit about real estate um since we have people here that want to know a little bit about the secrets behind how you have flipped the homes that you flipped and how you get them um so what is your main marketing channel you would say that helps you get properties uh it's a direct mail and uh, ppc are the two or online leads and direct mail gotcha right. um and the cool thing is we simply tell them that as well yes uh, yeah i mean we literally have data to prove that we spent ten thousand dollars on this specific online lead they don't make a penny but then we were able to make a decision and say all right cut it out let's move on to what's working Gotcha. And so you primarily get your leads from on some form of online source, pay-per-click, SEO, uh, paper exactly. lead, yep. uh, and then direct mail. And so with Resimply, you're able to take your list from uh, what data source are you using primarily? Uh, for us, the best performing list has been absentee list with 30% equity or unknown equity. And, uh, five years of ownership or unknown ownership that by far has been our best performing list for direct mail with the same list we're starting cold calling next week with the exact same list we have data to prove it works in direct mail so we're going to do the same thing in cold calling you're able to take that list upload it into resimply which has a stacking feature right. in it and then from stacking you can clean it up uh, make sure duplicates things like that uh, and then who do you use the skip trace? Uh, we have built within recently, we use a third party API that's already built in. So nobody has to go in and, you know, uh, like do any integration. It's built in, just go in, skip trace, and then you just pay for whatever records you get. Um, and then if you want to start dialing, you just start dialing from there. And that's such a, such a safe step from having to, I, I can't tell you how many Excel sheets I've had on my desktop of like, <laughs> did I skip trace this? Did I not? Did it yeah. upload? Did it, you know, next you know you have 50 Excel sheets or, or sorry, X or CSV files um, right. kind of stuck on there. So basically you can take your data, you can put everything in a resimply in the stacker. The stacker can then skip trace it. So you can now use your dialer to call. Yep. Uh, and then you can send mail through resimply as well. Is that who you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we send mail and then anybody that becomes a lead or they say, hey, take me off the list. So when we're calling them or doing next, round of marketing we'll just make sure we filter them out and just only call the people that we haven't heard from got it which is key it's 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 really important it's always kind of a strange topic in real estate is like what do i do with the people that tell me to remove them from the list right. it is very difficult to answer your call remember to put it somewhere and then go into another sheet and then if you accidentally call this person or reach out to them and you're not supposed to uh you can get trouble so it is yeah. nice you know, have to have that feature. Hey, you don't want to call you again, put them in the DNC of your own list. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And then this way, yeah, you're right. I mean, you don't want to get sued by someone who said yeah. to take me off the list and then you're still calling them or texting them. Correct. So, so yeah, so it, it really, you know, for those of you that may have never used Resimply, I mean, you just answered it there. You're putting your list in Resimply you're skip tracing them in the same software. It's, it's as simple as clicking a button and, and matching yep. some fields. 
and uh, and then from there, depending on your your choice of marketing, uh, you can go straight from the list and call templates. It's super simple. Click some buttons, pick a postcard or pick a letter, tie it to a phone number, and off you go. Yeah. All right. So Sherrod, so so basically the CRM, Resimply, you can do everything to get the marketing out. How are you buying properties? Who's your acquisition person? Yeah, so my team structure is, I have a lead manager based in Philippines. She's taking our calls. So she's on salary plus commission. And the acquisition person based in Indiana, she's commission only based on the project uh, that we close on. Uh, so she's the one who goes on appointments, the lead manager in Philippines and setting up appointments or making an offer like pre-qualifying for the acquisition person to go out. And then once we close on a property, uh, then my project manager who lives in California managing all our projects in Indiana, like that's when she takes over uh, the property and manages the entire project within Simply. So that's kind of what my team structure is, two full-time employees, one in Philippines, base plus commission, my project manager, base plus commission, and then the acquisition manager is commission only. So and then the process, lead manager takes a call in Philippines, qualifies the lead, sets it up as an appointment for the acquisition person to go out, make an offer, and then uh, once it's accepted, we close on it, then the project manager takes over. So for those of you that may have missed that, he only has one person who lives in Northwest Indiana that does mm. this. Yep. So it is really important for you to rely on your system. I mean, the four people that we have are spread across three different countries. So I'm in Canada. My acquisition manager part-time or a commission is in Indiana. My project manager is in California, managing everything lead manager is in Philippines. Uh, because of COVID, like I didn't even, like in last three years, I didn't even go visit Indiana for three years just because of COVID and I live in Canada, they won't let us out. Uh, so I only, you know, went to Indiana like last month for a day. Uh, I planned for two days and after like half a day, I'm like, you know, this is like kind of waste of rest of my one and a half day because things are pretty much in control. I don't need to be involved with anything, but, uh, but it was kind of good to be there. It's, it's so amazing. I live 30 minutes from most of my projects and still struggle with it. And it shows how you have dialed in your system and process through ReSimply right. on how to build the business. Obviously yeah. you I have mean, to have- I mean, it's also like, um, yeah, the right people. Uh, yeah, you know, we've was, gone to our fair share of yeah. back people in the business. Like, you know, we've had like that project manager, we've gone burned on acquisition manager side, but you know, like once you say, find the right people and you put them in the right system for them to succeed, it's, it's fun, man. It's fun. Like now if I spend more than half hour to one hour per week on my house flipping business, something is massively wrong. Like there's some major problem for me to be involved more than like one hour a week in the business. Which is a testament to being able to make decisions based on having true data. You know, yep. and then you have this hustle culture that everybody subscribes to now is, hey, as I'm just going to work super hard and outwork everybody. And, and don't get me wrong, there are moments in life when you have to work hard and you have to spend extra hours. But if you have resources at your fingertips that could potentially cost less than maybe everything that you have already paying for, it can really change how you work and use your business. And and I, I think you know, as, as new people starting, they should think about that as, hey, while I'm, I don't know use the word slower, but while I'm learning and, and maybe not doing as much as 
as 25 flips or we'll do in our business, we'll do 15 to 18 this year. It's like, hey, how do I, how do I get some of this stuff dialed in and done right? So that as we go from five a year to 10 a year to 20 a year yeah. to whatever it is, you're not working that much harder every single level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, if you're starting out or, you know, whatever level you're at, if you look at your business like a year, two year, five years down the road and just think about, could you scale to the levels that you want to scale to with the systems that you have? If the answer is no, you know, you want to start thinking about, I'm, I'm not just talking about simply. I'm just talking about like systems and processes, you know, it could be like having a standard operating procedure. Okay. You know, if a new project comes in, like this is how we handle it. You know, it could be a Google sheet, it could be whatever you want to use, but you want to start thinking about systemizing. It's not the, the sexiest thing in the world to talk about, but that's, that's it. you know, that's the thing that's going to help you leverage. You know, uh, you don't want to be doing the same thing over and over again when you can just do it one time and then write a process, like write a checklist. It could be something as simple as checklist, right? You know, if I walk into a house, the first thing I'm going to do is check the foundation. And that's, that's how you learn. You know, like when I walked my first house, I was just so excited. The seller called me um, and then I just walked the main level. Uh, it was a ranch for the basement. I walked the main level and I made the guy an offer and I totally forgot to check the basement. And basement is a major issue, you know, in the area where we buy, you know, you can have major foundation issues. But then I wrote it in my list. Let's check foundation, you know. Then next time I would go, it should check foundation, but then I would forget something else. I would add it to my list. So you start building those things and then you start getting comfortable, you know, with what you're doing. But yeah, so you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's not, the system doesn't have to be this perfect thing in the very beginning. You know, I remember same here from my flipping my first home to where we're at now, you know, our scope of work template has changed our, our design scopes, our, the way we order things, the way we turn utilities on. And what's really cool is you just document it. Hey, these are some lessons that I learned from this property. How can I not do them on the next one? Yeah. And, you know, and then what's cool about any software, if we simply use whatever, is you can create templates. So, hey, I bought this property. It's now going to give me 20 checklists or 20 tasks. Yeah. Hey, did I turn power on? Did I, <laughs> did I turn exactly. power off? Because we all, love, we all love paying for the next person's utility bills. Oh, yeah. Uh, man. We've, we've been there. I spent like 12 Thirteen hundred dollars uh, because we had so many projects going on. Uh, I spent like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars paying somebody's, I think it was water bill for like good eight, nine months before we, we caught it. So like back in the day, and now in our checklist, we have any number of projects sells the day after. I mean the day after, like within twenty four hours, it creates a task for my project manager to cancel gas, electric, power, uh, you know, water. Uh, insurance out of our name. And then there's another task a month after for my project manager to make sure we got the insurance check back and it was actually deposited in our bank account. So we, we never forget that. Just set it up and that's it. Now we absolutely have, if it happens now that we're paying somebody's utility, we know exactly you know who dropped the ball. They checked, something was done, but it was not actually done. It's it's not happened since then, but you know we, we paid some somebody's water bill for like good eight months like twelve hundred dollars and then we couldn't do anything about it um so that that kind of sucked and that insurance check also is a pain to get back it yeah. can take you know three four they'll take it immediately when you pay for it but i know um and it's send you by snail mail so but we yeah. have it in our we have it in our list to check 
30 days, it, so it asked for a project manager to check with the bookkeeper that the check was actually deposited in our bank account. So we, well, we can just say, all right, it was actually deposited, not just received, but it was actually deposited back in our bank account. But it's not a huge amount, like 50, 100 bucks is usually the, the, the refund. But once you start adding up, you know, over 10, 15, 20 properties, that's like $1,000, $2,000 that you could be like not accounting for. For us, we, with our hard money lender, they require one year of insurance at closing. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, we're, so for you guys, that's going to be a pretty big amount. Yeah. Yeah. So we're turning our, our properties, our average, uh, what I call D to D is four and a half months. And right. so you're having seven and a half months of insurance payments that you're getting back. And there's plenty of times I'm like three weeks into it. And I'm like, Hey, did we even cancel insurance? Luckily, they do prorate it back to your HUD date, but it's easy to just forget and, yeah. and it, and it oh, works yeah. out. Oh, yeah. So um, it's such a simple thing. Like you get excited about getting this buyer or check for the property you sold that these small things you could totally forget about. Or you yeah. could just, you you could not tell your lawn care guy to stop cutting grass and you're just cutting grass for somebody, you know, every week. And then, you know, your lawn care goes, Hey, you didn't tell me, like, how, how would I know that you sold the house? Yeah. I've definitely cut some people's grass. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, man. Yeah. But yeah, you want to make that mistake only one time, correct. you know, and then especially correct. if you can learn from somebody else's mistake, there's nothing like that. You know, you want to learn from your own, but if somebody ahead of you has already made that mistake, learn from it and then just put that process in your business. Cool deal. Well, I have four rapid fire questions for you. Touched on some of them, uh, but we'll get it really clean so people can can search them really easy at the end if they want to go back and listen. Um, cool. So the first question is from a data standpoint, what is the number one data filter that you like to use? For us, absentee with 30% or more equity or unknown equity and five years of ownership or unknown uh, last year date. That's absolutely the best list. If somebody starting out, I would start with that list before any other list. All right. Second, for marketing, if I had $5,000 and all I could do, well, that's all I had to start marketing, what is the marketing channel you would tell me to start with? I would start with direct mail to that list. All right. Uh, from an operational standpoint, we've touched on it a little bit. What is one of the things as a new, say newbie to, to kind of beginning their business is an operational thing they can improve really quickly that they don't even know about? Checklist. I just have checklists, simple checklist of things that you're doing. So you don't have to I keep thinking about it all the time. And then the last thing is what would be a tip for sales that you would give uh, somebody in real estate? I would say, listen to what other person is talking about. You know, don't just be so excited about closing a deal. If you're on the phone with someone or you're in the meeting with someone and someone says, hey, my dog just passed away, you might not be an animal person, but then take a moment, just empathize with that person. You know, don't be like, somebody, oh, my dog just passed away. Don't say, oh, that's great. You know, what about the roof? When did you replace the roof? Just listen, just it, it's nothing complicated. I mean, you know, you're just at the end of the day, everything that happens, is like human to human, just person to person, just everybody wants to feel important and heard, you know, in business in relationship in anything in life, just make sure you make the other person feel heard. And, um, and that if you do that, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be successful. I 100% agree. 
I have just one thing to say on that. I remember an acquisition person listening to their calls and the lady said that her mom had just died. Right. He's like, so how old are your windows? Yes. Yeah. Dude, it, it happens. Like, when you think about it, you're like, oh, nobody would do that. But it just, you get, you get so into the deal closing mode that you forget to just kind of step back and realize that you're not talking to a seller, you're talking to a human being with emotions and you just want to validate, you want to empathize with that. I mean, if my wife was listening to this, you're like, why don't you do more of that in our marriage? <laughs> I think all of them would say that. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> awesome, Sharad. Well, I've had a great time uh, catching up and chatting with you. Can you please let our listeners know uh, what is the best way to uh, contact you, find you, social media, phone numbers? What's, what's the best way for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not very active on Facebook. I have a Facebook account, but the only thing I do with that is check recently Facebook group. You can send me a message on Facebook. I check my messages. You can email me at sharad at recently.com or you can go to recently.com, fill out a form. And you know, if it's for me, it'll get filtered down to me and I'll, I'll get back to you. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. If you guys enjoyed this episode, uh, we'd love a uh, five-star review and a review about it. So anyways, stay tuned for the next Recently podcast. Have a great day. Thank you.